I'm running. I'm running as well. I'm good. Okay, let's let's just get right right into it. I will count us in from five to zero. Give us a clap, Peter, and we'll go from there. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, it's been a while since I heard that sound. You know what that means? That clap, that synchronizing behind-the-scenes look. It means that I'm podcasting again, and it has been a while. It's been a hot minute. Well, now that you're in one place, we can actually talk. This, this is Yeah, this, this, this is true. Um, and we're not alone. We don't have anybody driving around in our car with us. Instead... We it's somebody. Are, it's somebody different. We've got Peter on the podcast. Say hi to the people, Peter. Hi, people. Peter is a friend of the show. He's actually. Would you consider us pen pals, Peter? I think. I think in whatever the modern day equivalent of a pen pal, I think that's probably right. But I think nowadays we just call everyone Slack friends. Slack friends. I was going to say Slack pals, <laughs> Slack friends. There you go. He, He's another swap. Special <laughs> friend of the pod. I'm... Special friend of the pod. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the funniest fact that I just realized when we Jordan and I were kind of getting set up is I have actually never met Peter in person, but Jordan has. Really? Yeah. That... Am I? Am I? At MLS on this? at MLS, at MLS Cup, Cup in, in Toronto. Oh my God! Yes. Ugh. Was that 2016 or 2017? That was 2016. Okay, 2016. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys met very briefly, but you guys met nonetheless, and that's kind of a funny thing for me. But, yeah. Wow, Peter okay. is Peter is responsible for me to me getting my ticket to, yes. to into the game at Toronto. So I, Peter is responsible for the greatest night of my life. Oh, I mean, I I would definitely argue that that was the greatest night of my life too. So I mean, how does your wife feel about that? Uh, I don't say it out loud in front of her, and the door's closed. So, <laughs> what if she listens to this podcast? Um, well, I'll I'll, I'll cross that creek when we get there. <laughs> so, Peter, tell everybody about yourself. Uh, oh boy, uh, I live in the great white state of Minnesota right now. Um, we are just completely blanketed with snow. I am a, I shouldn't say lifelong soccer fan because it really hasn't been that long. It feels that long sometimes. Um, I am a Sounders fan, but since I live in Minnesota, I am a Loon season ticket holder and I am a numbers nerd. So uh, I spend far too much time and energy uh, following the cap rules and DP rules and all the stupid funny money rules for MLS. It's kind of my kind of my thing. Um, I'm working on a couple special projects right now. Nothing I want to talk about at this time, but um, some long form stuff that uh, working on with a couple close friends. Um, and yeah, I just I just really love the game. Uh, I am super stoked to see the new stadium open up out here. It's going to be real fun, and I'm uh, I'm really excited to be on with you guys. I was about to ask on a scale from one to ten, how excited are you for that new stadium? Oh man, uh, it's got to be it's got to be a ten. It's got to be a nine or a ten. Um, 
I don't really, I, I don't have a good thing to compare it to. Uh, I've been, like, I, I grew up in the Metrodome. Like, I grew up being in the Metrodome all the time. I've been to a lot of different fun stadiums. Um, but I really, I really can't wait to, to see what this new place is like. Uh, yeah, I mean, just all the renderings and everything. I drive by it all the time. I take light rail by it all the time. It looks great from the outside. Um, the renderings while they were building it were always great. Seeing all the photos I have seen, it's it's going to be something something awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I can't I can't wait to be in there for the first time. I'm really upset that I have to wait another month and a half to be in there, but uh, it's yeah, worth it. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be worth it. It's worth it to not have to play with an orange ball. Oh, we're still going to end up having to play with an orange ball. <laughs> maybe maybe not this year, but we will have to play with an orange ball. It's going to happen. Will Adrian Heath make it through the season and not playing with an orange ball? Too soon to bring uh, that up? or? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one heck of a launch point right there. Um, <laughs> do I think he's going to make it? Well, I... I I don't know if I can make an accurate prediction, or may, may, I will make a prediction, but first I'm going to say this. Minnesota fans are in luck, because one of two things is going to happen this year. One, they make the playoffs, which, how do you not at this point? You have to be pretty bad to not make the playoffs in MLS right now, with seven teams making it per conference. On the other side, if they don't make the playoffs, they finally, finally will jettison their petulant child of a coach and finally be on their way to actually having some level of leadership success moving forward. Either way, it's a win-win. I have a hard time I have a hard time believing that he gets canned uh anywhere before midseason. Um I would be very surprised by that. He cuz at the very least they're going to let him open up the stadium. So even if they start out this away stretch poorly, uh, I think they're going to let him get back to the home stadium, let him have a, have s- some time. But if things are looking particularly bleak in midseason, I don't think they even give him the, the headway of getting another window. Let's be honest here. The team that they've constructed finally in this, in this offseason, this is a good MLS team. This is an MLS team that can do things. I'm not saying it's a great MLS team. It's made up of a lot of broken bits of pieces, but this is easily the most talented team that they've had in their existence. And if they can't put something together with that, I think everybody can finally agree that that's on Heath. So things are going to look up for Minnesota no matter what this year. It just is going to be in different ways. I was going to ask, as a Seattle fan and a Minnesota fan, how do you feel about Honey Badger? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I will say this, the, I'm probably one of the few Sounders fans that exist who's not as upset as the rest of the fan base with this departure, if only because now I get to watch him more than I had before. Uh, most, most other fans got to see him all the time. I'm going to get to watch him a lot more frequently. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That said, I've already seen photos of him. Alex actually sent me a photo of him in uh, on the field uh, in a Minnesota United kit. And it's weird. Um, it's, it's, weird. it's weird. It's, it's very, weird. very weird. It, it was funny because I saw him out there immediately when I got to the Orlando City Invitational. And it's like, 
that, that even I, as someone who just kind of casually watches the Sounders because both of you do, it was weird even for me. And it was cool what he did, though. He It seems like he's already got these fans eating out of the palm of his hand, which I think just comes naturally to him. He would do that for any team he, he plays for. He was the only Minnesota player to come over to the far side of the stands and talk to a few fans and sign a few jerseys. It was kind of a cool thing to see for a player that has literally never played a single minute for the club yet. And that's the thing, like every everybody is any team was gonna be lucky to get him. He is he he was the heart of the Sounders, and I just don't know. Like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in May when the Sounders come into town here, because I I wanna know how we're gonna handle it. Yeah, it's I mean, how do you not love Ozzy Alonso? That that is the perfect question. How do you not love him? That's that exactly. I mean he, he was El Corazon. Yes. Oh, Seattle. Yeah, and it, honestly, like I, I think in more ways than one, he was an excellent pickup for United. I mean, I th- he solves their biggest problems. Uh, he solves just a, a dearth of midfield. He instantly makes all of their cur- the rest of their midfield talent as depth options. Uh, they brought in another midfielder that I think he's going to work really well with. And frankly... They got kind of a coach out of it, too. Uh, I, I honestly think he's going to be a bigger boon to the shape of United going forward than anything Heath could possibly bring. Um, and I think you're starting to see it already. You can you can see it in like videos of practice. You can see it in, in the minor game film that I, that I have seen during the preseason. He's doing what he does, and that's he is bossing people around. He's pointing where they're supposed to go. He's telling them what they're supposed to be doing. He is a glue guy. He's a consummate MLS professional. And yeah, Sounders fans across the board are sad to see him go. And frankly, like, it would have been nice to keep him, but the man wants to play and he wants to be a starter and he wants to be a linchpin and he's going to do that someplace else. I'm glad he got paid. I'm glad he gets to be uh, that guy in for United. I will be shocked if he plays 20 games. And that harkens back to the to the big subject that keeps coming on and off. And I'm just going to segue this right down the middle for my own selfish reasons. But the MLS as a retirement league kind of thing where he did his basically his whole career here. But some players choose to come here at the end and see their careers out such as Luis Nani, who came to my beloved Orlando City. And I'm not going to harp on that too much because I really don't want to harp on Orlando City too much on this podcast. If you want to hear me talk about it, go listen to Orlando Lion's Den podcast. Plug, plug. But it's it's another instance, and I got to see this five years ago with Kaká, bringing a popular name and making him putting a lot of pressure on him as someone who is very clearly at the end of their career. And that's something that a lot of Minnesota fans, like you said, Peter, have to temper their expectations. He's not there to be their Lord and Savior and their 
number one producer. He's there to enhance the team, make them smarter, and be a presence in the locker room. And that's what Nani's going to do for Orlando City. Um, can you guys think of other examples in the league where that's going to happen this year? Uh, I, I look at FC Cincinnati right away. Um, I think Fernando Adi is going to be a yep. big um, a big piece of their puzzle, helping them figure out MLS. Um, honestly, I, Minnesota actually got two of them, I think. Um, bringing in Icopara is is a, another good boost, like having an MLS defensive presence on that back line. I, can, uh, I, I hearken it to uh, uh, even when the Sounders brought in Chad Marshall. Um, I think yep. that, w- that was a huge, huge boost to that back line. I think bringing Ike Opara in is going to help uh, settle down that back line in Minnesota. Um, I, I think it's harder to find, um, and it kind of depends, because like you got a guy like Nani who's going to bring a completely different level of experience, and you can see a lot of other DPs who come in and do that. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know, Jordan, how many games do you think Nani's going to play? I want to ask you before I ask Alex. I'd say 25. Okay. Okay. Alex, what do you think? I actually think that's high. Um, I would be thrilled if he played anywhere more than 20 to 22 games because the thing about Orlando City is we're injury prone. We've always been injury prone, and we always blame it on the heat here at home. That's what happens when you don't have a indoor training facility in Orlando, Florida during the months of May, June, July, August, and for many people, September. And that's why the last two years, you've seen Orlando City start the season red hot. We went, we were top of the league at the start of last year. And then we fell like stones because we get hurt, we get tired, and then we start to implode mentally. And that's why I would be thrilled if he played that many but Will Johnson played 25 games, and that's the only reason he's going to wear purple in 2019. And if you want to hear my opinions on that, just look no further than the other podcast because I can't stand that decision. But it's one of these things where I, I want him for two reasons. I want him to teach the younger players, and we've got a lot of them this year. And there's a lot of young players coming into the – league and that's a trend I want to talk about in a minute but we've also got a lack of maturity from pretty much everybody except for Sasha Kleschen and I've already seen that change even before Nani took the field and was announced I've seen some changes in the club from players like Chris Mueller making proper mature runs and passes that could be very interesting so, see, I know that Seattle was trying to make themselves a younger team, and it looks like by doing that, they're going to reinvent themselves for the first, really for the first time almost, because of what they were while Ozzy was there. 
and Minnesota is still inventing themselves. And then you've got other teams that now have to reinvent themselves. This is another segue. Like Toronto, who lost their big <laughs> banger to... I b- wasn't it Asia? It was Asia it was or... Saudi Arabia, I believe. Yeah. Or Turkey. Tur- the Turkish Super League. Where... Sebastian Jovinko. Yeah. I, I almost said Servando Carrasco, but I don't know why that almost <laughs> came to mind. But it's the SC thing. But Sebastian Javinko, after all of the talk of he wants to stay in MLS, MLS is a great league, decided that he wanted to get paid. And he went to what, in my opinion, is honestly a crap league to get paid. And that's kind of a bummer for Toronto fans. That's kind of a bummer for MLS fans because even though there's a there's a poster hanging on my wall right there with it's it says Ant Spray. It's got Michael Bradley, Sebastian Javinko, and Josie Altidore on it. And even though he was a pain in my side for years, it's sad to see him go. And and it'll it'll be sad when Josie Altador eventually leaves Toronto, wherever he goes. I doubt that he's going to go anywhere but in MLS. It's not like he's one of those people that's going to go get paid in Japan. See, I, I, uh, a, I, I think it's going to be interesting watching this kind of downstream of, of Toronto here. But t- to your point, Giovinco is such a such a dynamic player who kind of I think he kind of ushered in a different era of uh player acquisitions for MLS um and and I think he always kind of had a chip on his shoulder and that made for just such an amazing dynamic player and and I I was talking with Alex about this on uh on a uh, on our Slack channel uh I really do love I have I have a deep love for uh for really good attacking midfield players and and players like a Siba Giovinco I I just I I love seeing that kind of player. I I'm sad to see him go, but I think I think he kind of finally realized that he had finally proven himself, and and it was time for him to go get paid. And I just don't think Toronto is that kind of market right now that is going to overpay him. If he was going to stay in 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 MLS, I think he was going to end up having to go to Atlanta. one of the big big spenders, yeah, in Atlanta or something like that. But even even then, like Atlanta's a uh trending on the younger side. Giovinco doesn't really fit their model right now. He would have been an old man there. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he would have been old and two, he wouldn't be South American. <laughs> <laughs> but the the other thing is, do you guys remember when they were talking Atlanta, uh sorry, Toronto was a super club. That wasn't too long ago. That was that, well, that was less, like last that, year. Or that two that years was ago, right? last year when it was a repeat of the MLS Cup from the year before. And no offense, but you guys got a lot more dominated in that game, and it was almost an identical game. I think Seattle had a better team that second year, but that's beside the point. They did, yes. But, that, but I mean that that showed the roster construction of of Toronto and what they were able to do. I think they just they, they had an extra year. They they had been there before. They had finally been there before. They had witnessed the bad of it, and they. I, I mean, I'll say it. They wanted it more. That's fine. 
But 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 you remember when they were saying Toronto was a super club that was gonna be here for a while, and then they just kind of again dropped like rocks. I I don't know if I was expecting them to drop as fast as they did, but I certainly wasn't on the bandwagon of them turning into an MLS dynasty. Like they certainly weren't in LA. They're riding off of the uh, top notch play of of a select few players, and uh, and those select few players are are aging granted i still think that michael bradley is an incredible talent as much as i kind of just want to punch him sometimes uh and and josie still can turn it on when he wants to turn it on so you you combine that with with a talent like giovinko and there's there's a lot to be said there but they just i thought that they were getting on the wrong side of things i think you you were actually seeing them be what seattle was the year prior i mean they were kind of on the downswing it was all a matter of can they stay healthy, can can they keep their players going, and I just I didn't think they were gonna make repeat appearances. I wasn't expecting them to fall off the way they did. No, this, it it just shows the the level of parity that exists in this league. Well, yeah, and I th- oh, sorry, Alex. No, no, go ahead. I have a point I, after I, that. I I was just gonna bring up that like the. I agree that there is a level of parity. I'm worried that the parity is based on roster construction rules. Do it, and, do and it. Like, yes. Uh, just, yes. No, I, I don't know if I want to get into that now. Go, go, do yes. it, and, do and, it, do and, it. And do I, th- it, I think we, I think we might need to do a bre- uh, break first. But I will say this: I, I think the roster construction rules in, in play uh, have kind of leaned towards putting all of your eggs in the same group of proven player basket, uh, and I think you saw that with. Uh, the Sounders, I think you saw that with Toronto. I think you're even seeing like the tail end of that and how that works out for teams like LA. And I think you're starting to see teams circumnavigate it now. Um, but that that's another previous age of MLS where you put three older DPs and hope that you can squeeze as much out of them. And when it comes time to rebuild or reload, it's it's painful. And so if you're not building from the ground up and you're not trying to, to play the young game and try to grow the team, I, I think I think we could potentially see a problem with this whole uh, p- league parity thing very, very soon. And I'm wondering if the league is seeing it too. Uh, and I think that's a good place to, to stop there just because I, I am ready to, to talk about uh, the CBA, but I think, I think maybe we should take a breather. And we will be right back with that after these messages. So in the vein of that, tell, what do you think about this parody issue, Peter? What, what is MLS looking at with the likes of Arthur Black and Atlanta United just dominating the league with their money and with the likes of other clubs coming into the league and making it very clear that they're not going to let money be an issue. Where is the league heading with, like, with Inter? I almost said Inter Milan. Inter Miami coming into the league very soon too. Where is this all heading? Where is where is MLS going now that MLS 3.0 has arrived? Uh, I well, I think it's going to go up. Um, one thing that I'm uh, I'm most concerned about, uh, and and this is this is going to be good 
short term and maybe even medium term. I'm I'm a little wary about it long term, but I will will deal with that when we get there. But I think I think what Atlanta did, and I think maybe what LAFC is trying to do, they're not doing as good of a job of it quite yet. But especially Atlanta has really done an excellent job not only saying, hey, this is how we're going to build teams and this make, is the smart way of building teams, but I think they've also shown all of MLS and, frankly, potential new owners and and be that of, of new teams entirely or teams who might be uh, looking to sell off to different teams. I think they, are, they showed a clear path to smart investment. And I, I think you're going to see this a little bit more frequently. Um, I even think that maybe some updated CBA rules could tie into this. But Atlanta is really pushing a new model of DP construction. And it's it's all about having a roster that's young and talented, even if it costs a little bit more. Uh, and it, it's about making smart investments and even some gambles on players that, hey, we're going to purchase this player and hope that we can sell them off better later on down the road. I actually think it, it's it's kind of funny to me because I think that that's something that I, I really do think the Sounders were trying to do that when they joined the league. I think that was what Freddie Montero was supposed to be. And to a small extent, he was. But I think I think Atlanta did the right thing. They splashed big cash on a young DP. They brought him in. They showed him off to everyone. They sold him for a profit. Boom. Rinse, repeat. That's what they're going to do. That's what other teams are going to look at to try to do. And I think that that's going to be a huge, and maybe not necessarily an expansion plan, although I think that it's a smart expansion plan too. I think that smart teams and smart owners are going to see this as a, as a way to be viable. And it's very interesting because that's happening. It's it's happening not just with players they're bringing in from the likes of South America, as Atlanta has already done with um, Amarone to Newcastle United, but even teams like Vancouver, whose academy has been chugging along for a few years now, and they were able to sell... Alfonso Davies to Bayern Munich for quite the transfer fee. And they I, w- then I was surprised how much they sold him for. Yes, and there was a bidding war for, at the end between For a how much how old was he? 15, 16? He was like 16 uh, was he 16 when the transfer went through, I think? Yeah, he he could he couldn't play right away because because of German labor laws. But, I, I forget. I forget where the child labor law uh, age limit is in Germany. But with that going through, they then get to invest that money back into their academy, which mean and back into buying more players from South America, which means they get to keep make making money and keep putting that money towards creating and training more players in their academy and bringing kids from south america who want who arguably might want it more to these big clubs so they can train and get the time because these clubs are going with younger players it even happened in orlando this year orlando had a terrible season last year and the one bright spot in that was yoshimari yotun and he Ended up oh oh Sporting Kansas City up one nothing sorry um 
Yoshi Yotun was the one bright spot for Orlando, and we brought him in for half a million dollars in late 2017, and we sold him during this offseason for $4 million to Mexico. We even did good business in the offseason, and that wasn't even with a young player. It was with a 28-year-old midfielder who had a ton of assists, some good passes, and a and four goals last year. So what could this do to the league if even the arguably the dumbest team is doing good business like this? Well, and, and I, I do want to I do want to put a separation between like the Alfonso Davies situation from what uh, what's happening in Atlanta. And that's just I, I think we're starting to see the fruits of the academy system in MLS oh, yeah. and, the, and the, the requirement of having an academy really starting to pay off. And I think that this is just the beginning of it. I, I think I think what we saw with some of those first initial transfers of like the DeAndre Yedlin, um, who arguably didn't even really come up through the academy system. Um, but like I think, yeah, and Alfonso Davies is probably uh, the the best example of an academy kid coming up and just being an excellent uh, export that I think highlights the the quality of talent here in the U.S. and also what what's capable within the reaches of MLS. Uh, I think you're a little bit closer with uh, with the or- Orlando business deal, although I st- still think that that tends to age a little bit older than what we would normally see. Although I think you're gonna s- you're gonna see GMs who come in and try to uh, dare I say moneyball it a little bit. Yeah. Um. In in ways to just just buy and sell um, intelligently. But I, I, I really do think that this roster construction of, of, hey, let's buy at an appropriate age, uh, bring them in, let them show what they can do in MLS, sell them for a profit when they're still young enough that they're very valuable to big teams, in uh, especially in, in the Premier League. Like that's, that's just a big positive thing across the board for our teams and for the league as a whole. And I think that that's we're going to see some more of that. And I think uh, Garth Lagerway this last week made reference to um, the DP situation and and even utilizing that third DP spot as kind of an accounting trick. Uh, and I think he might be alluding to what's coming down the pipeline. But I think I think you're going to see more teams take advantage of that that spot. And I think you're going to see more teams take advantage of the uh, TAM level players to try to bring in some some youth folk that can come in, be good, possibly get sold for a uh, for for a nice profit. And to just piggyback off of what happened in Vancouver, you also saw that with Tyler Adams going overseas. Same thing, and that ha- has been talked about a lot because of what he's also done for the national team. It's the same situation you hear. I mean, it, it is a little different because it's in within the same organization. That's true. And that's that's kind of a weird. Oh, man, that's that's a really good point. That's the weird like Orlando always likes to advertise. And I don't know if this happens in Seattle or Minnesota, but Orlando every year or so likes to advertise a new club that they're sharing scouting resources with or that they're getting things from. And I can count on one hand the amount of results that have come from this. For example, when we partnered with Stoke City in 2015 because our 
our co-founder used to be on the board of Stoke City. We brought in Breck Shea, and instead of putting him at as a winger, we put him at left back because screw Jurgen Klinsmann. But I'm gonna back away from. I'm gonna push my mic away now because that that's a rabbit hole I do not want to go down. I think you're gonna see less of that in MLS. I, 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 I hope so. I, I and I think like you're gonna have some exceptions, obviously, like the the NYCFC Manchester City connection. That's gonna still be a thing. Uh, I don't like even even the likes of like Colorado, who share an owner with Arsenal. They don't they don't advertise that. They don't utilize that. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, if anything, the best thing that could have happened was an was a export of of. Arsene Wenger to to Colorado. That that would have made for some interesting uh, rooting issues there. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't think teams want to do Just that. For note, everybody, um, Peter is a gooner, so that's why he's having some issues with that. Yeah, I'm a salty gooner right now. Uh, <laughs> and we haven't even talked about the fact that the ASB Derby is this Sunday, but we'll go oh, to that later. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think you'll see. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see more. I, if anything, we'll see that kind of dwindle down. These shared resources. Uh, you certainly don't see it with Seattle. Seattle's not sharing with anybody. They don't want to. Um, and uh, and while Minnesota might actually do better to be sharing resources with somebody, I think uh, Manny likes that job a little bit too much, and it's it's proven to be a problem every time he goes to some random country gets enamored with three young kids that never see a second of playing time so huh well that's an mls is evolving and when does the new cba come into effect that's going to be so our current CBA uh, was signed in 2015. It runs through the end of this season. Um, so they will be doing negotiations probably as soon as the season is over. Um, I'm sure they're doing some preliminary talks ahead of that. But uh, that's our uh, our rough timeline is, uh, is 2020. We need to have a new CBA. As long as the – isn't – which team of the three that are in the bullpen is starting next year? Is it Nashville? Isn't it Austin? Isn't Austin next? One of, I know Miami isn't ready. It's either Austin or Nashville. Nashville just announced their logo like yesterday. Did they announce it or did it get leaked? It got leaked. It got, it over got the, leaked. It got leaked over the weekend. <laughs> I sent it to Peter or to Peter and Jordan over the weekend, but it was officially announced early this week, and I think it's fine. I'm indifferent it's, to it. Their their USL logo is better. I'm yeah, still I not mean, clear on if it's even the same organization though, because originally the Nashville team was owned by different people, and the ownership group that was appealing to MLS just went, ah, oh, you know what? We'll buy you, and we'll work out the rest later. I mean, it must be the same leadership group because didn't they? cancel some purchase of a player because it wasn't going to fit MLS standards or something. Am I misremembering that? Is that 
That sounds familiar, but I can't remember the player's name, so I couldn't tell you for sure. Oh but, no, I remember. It was it was uh they brought in someone as a long term loan or or they were going to, and then they had to cancel it because MLS loans require a purchase option at the end. Huh. Just to be clear, uh the USL Nashville will transfer. They will do the MLS. they will do the same thing that most of these USL clubs are doing and what here, here, here's your transition for you. What Cincinnati FC is doing. Cincinnati exactly will do, <coughs> and I, I, I want to get your guys's opinion first and foremost on their new kit, and then secondarily on their new badge. Jordan, you first. It, it, it looks basically like a fatter version of their USL logo. What about the kit? I thought the USL kits were better. What I think they're... Peter, what do you think? And then I'll give my thoughts. Uh, I'm going to give the crest the meh. And I don't want to talk about jerseys right now because I'm still salty at Adidas. <laughs> Are you still bitter about the star? No, I'm not bitter about the star. I'm bitter about this whole like white jersey charade that's going through right now i'm i'm so tired of of uh adidas being just phoning in all of their new jerseys uh i i this whole like every single team has to have a white alternate and all of them that were announced this year are just bleh they're boring and every single team had to release the video explaining why they went with it. And it's like you you sold a white T-shirt with a crest on it. Like there's nothing special here. And I'm I'm and mainly I'm 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 the reason I'm the saltiest here is when Minnesota United came in, they were allowed to keep their name, they were allowed to keep their crest. I think they have one of the sharpest looking crests. Which in was all cool. Which was cool that they did that. I love they, that they did that. They have not been able to have a jersey that competes even remotely with any of their nasl jerseys because adidas is lazy and uh, i don't even know if they want to make these jerseys anymore they're lazy with the mls jerseys they're lazy with the nhl jerseys they're i i'm just disappointed across the board it could be worse it could be nike and they could be sharing jerseys between arsenal and psg I, I thought you, you were going to make a joke about Nike shoes and, and uh, Zion no, Williams. No, no, no. But... It's, it's too fresh. <laughs> I, I, and here's the thing about that. Just uh, I, I don't know if that – I saw so many jokes about that on Twitter last night that I felt bad for laughing. But I don't think that Nike – if Nike isn't going to get issues from having – Colin Kaepernick do their advertisements. I don't think they're going to have issues when one player who is humanly tall and scary. And I, and I would very much like to see him playing in the NBA as soon as possible. I don't think that it's their fault that he literally busted through his shoe. I don't don't know. I, I, I know sports has made me cynical because the first thing I thought of as soon as I saw it. That's happened. the only thing that's made you cynical, not software engineering? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about cynical about sports. Uh, 
the, the only thing I know I'm getting cynical about sports when I saw that happen. And the first thing that went through my mind is, oh, man, Nike stock is going to tank. And that's exactly what happened this morning. They, they lost over a, a billion dollars in, in valuation this morning from it. Are you serious? I oh, didn't yeah. even pay attention to that. I was in meetings all day. I missed the announcement of the Galaxy phones yesterday. I was like, oh, that finally happened. Yeah, this that's... is not a tech podcast. <laughs> Our tech podcast died. We could go down that rabbit hole, but we won't. If anything, if we're going to talk tech on this podcast, we need to talk about NBA's new jerseys. But I don't want to talk yes, about that Yes, yes. Right oh, come on. We were talking about jerseys. Can I talk about that for 90 seconds because I'm the one that sent that to you? Okay. Did you see this, Jordan? I, I am not sure. It's NBA jerseys where you can literally use an application to change the number and the name on the back. I want it. I want it so bad. We all know the next evolution of that is going to be for the uh, Warriors, Lakers, etc. fans who uh, <laughs> who will need to tri- to midway through the season change the entire Jersey team. Right? It's time to time to join the other bandwagon. So well, quick, well, better. I, when LeBron sure... tells them to trade the entire bench yeah. for one player. Uh, oh, uh, let's let's talk about that because when the Lakers were playing my Indiana Pacers, Wait, and you still have this... a basketball team in Indiana? Yes, we do. Don't interrupt me. When all this talk was LeBron, basically, I want all these players out. One of the players that has been been talked about being traded was at the free throw line. The entire crowd was chanting, LeBron's going to trade you. <laughs> LeBron's going to trade you. And later, when another player was at the free throw line, player who's not uh, being talked about being traded, fans were then chanting, you're not worthy. Because apparently... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I hope, that, that... I hope we can all agree that NBA has the best interteam bants. Oh yeah, like it, it's some it's some glorious stuff. the The amount of entertainment that NBA has provided over the last five years has just been delightful. Which is what makes me sad. I wish that instead of the likes of the NFL owners and the MLS owners kind of being one and the same in a couple of instances or in the case of Major League Baseball, such as the Yankees. I would love to see a lot more of these NBA, NHL conglomerates working together so that you can get stuff like this. And it would be great because they know how to handle bulk sports throughout the season. And even... Even Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball is the master of that, 162-game seasons. But yet, you still have NYCFC playing in a bloody baseball stadium like a USL club. Can you imagine if Mark Cuban was the owner at the FC Dallas? Oh, it would be completely different. 
the team would have moved to downtown by now instead of that godforsaken stadium that no one ever shows up to, which, how does that even happen? You're in the heart of freaking Texas. Yeah, but Frisco's not by anything. That that is nowhere near Dallas. I know that, but how is that? How did they let that happen? That was it's it's just that for the same reason Chicago Fire is not in Chicago. Well, and that's why the USL Chicago team is going to end up replacing Chicago in MLS one day, and I can't wait because I will actually cheer for that team because it'll be owned by the Ricketts family, and I would take a bullet for the Ricketts family. I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. I know. I've seen the. Con- I've read. I've read more of the um, Bridgestone, whatever that stupid godforsaken stadium is called. I've read more of that contract than I care to admit. And I know that there's not going to be an MLS club in Chicago other than the that godforsaken fire team that played in my hometown for two years while Soldier Field was being rebuilt into the alien spaceship that it is now. I mean, every once in a while, it's kind of fun to read those giant documents. I was reading the CBA the other day. Well, well, we're nerds. We can do that. <laughs> we read documentation for a living. I don't, I, don't, I don't make spreadsheets for fun. Why would you accuse me of that? Wait, say that again? <laughs> I, don't, I don't make spreadsheets for fun. Why would you accuse me of that? Dude, the, the things I've joked about you doing while you, Never mind. Anyways, <laughs> back on track. Um, jerseys. Let's talk about jerseys and not the joke. Wait, I was we were talking about jerseys at, at some point. What? Yes, playoffs. <laughs> we're talking about playoffs. <laughs> Which, by the way, what do you got? How do you guys feel about the single elimination playoffs in MLS this year? Quick take. It 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 does. It does put more emphasis on the, the regular season yes. because if. Because if you're the eighth seed, you don't get a home game. Yeah, for sure. That's a big Where, deal. Whereas, whereas in the previous format, if you were the last seed, you would get at least one home game. Even if you went out the first round. I have gone back and forth on this playoff format since the announcement. And I, I, I realized when they announced it, I had some recency bias because I was just pissed how the the Sounders bowed out. Uh, but but the more I think about it, I think I think it's a healthier format. I like the way that the timing shakes out now. I think that's just better for everyone. And so I think ultimately this is going to be this is going to be good. We're going to have an earlier final, which is great considering we've had yep. two finals in Toronto in the last 3 years. <laughs> and while I'm not while I'm not wa- expecting there to be a final in Minnesota anytime soon, there is a possibility of that eventually, so so I think I think it's going to be a good move. I think it's smart for the league. Uh, I think it helps. Like shortening the season is good. Um, I I do think we're going to get more exciting play by having single elimination. I think we're going to see some fluky crap, which is going to be interesting too. But I'll be honest, uh, being done with the away goals is only going to going to help help out. I think. Yep. But but you you will miss. I'll never forget watching the Portland. Timbers players. Oh after, yeah, celebrating because they thought it was done. Time, realizing, yeah. oh wait, that doesn't work now. Yep, that was great. 
and who knows? That, maybe they'll was be. Was that after regular time or going after extra time? That was at, after extra time. The Timbers players thinking, "Oh, we won." But then yeah, it went to PKs. The, the, yep. Then it went to penalties. Because the away goals don't matter once you hit extra time. God bless MLS. I, I who was I? Th- I think it was Blanco that was was the funniest to watch. Yeah, he was like the the roller coaster of emotion that he went through there. It was <laughs> it was it was delightful. I mean, we we got our comeuppance in the end, but it was it was fun to watch for a little uh, bit. But it that that was still an amazing game to watch. Oh, top five, top five games. Period. That that's easily the best loss I've ever watched. Oh yeah, that's a weird feeling. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked um, get, real quick, just 60 seconds. Give your top five kits for 2019. I don't care if you have bias or not. Give me your bias. Top five kits for this year? Yes. Uh, well, my number one is going to be the uh, LAFC glitch kit. I don't know. It's, it's like their Navy, their night Navy. I actually really like that kit a lot. I think it's cool. And I don't think I can actually. There's still kits coming out still, so I don't know if I can give a proper answer. Yeah, to this. the Sanders away kit still needs to be released. Yeah, the uh, the pink and black one. Oh, at least that's the rumor. I, oh wow, I hadn't seen this one yet. I I just oh man, that's cool. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, is it? Someone else has a glitch kit that's actually pretty cool. It might be Dallas's white one. Might be the Ga- only the white, Galaxy white had kit one. that's good. Like this. Our our white kit sucks. We had a white kit released last year. It was I don't even remember what gimmick they even used. It was like Face of City, which has been our new promo, or This is City or Our City or something like that, where it's a bunch of different lines and it's all white. I miss the one we had. I miss the one we had a couple years ago where it was purple sleeves, but that's beside the point. Um, no long so, sleeves this year makes me upset too, and no goalie hey, kits to pur- purchase. Wait, they're not selling goalie kits? Nope. Oh man, I might need to buy a Bendik jersey then. Anyways, um, Jordan, your top. I'm gonna say top three now that Peter said top three. Um, my top three. Um, I don't know what it is, but Portland seemed to consistently come out with good jerseys. Does that hurt this you is inside? Sadly, true. That this is it does hurt me in a way, and I think I figured out why that is. Is because the North American Adidas headquarters is in Portland. That's a good point. So, so I'm putting on my tinfoil hat here. So that I'm guessing there's like some kind of deal that goes on. Uh, my second one. This is actually a surprising one. Uh, Montreal Impacts home jersey. Uh, I can they, see, I can see that they, 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 they added a collar. Ugh, I like 
right. co- some collars. I, I, I will say collars we don't usually cl- do anything for me, but the collar on the new uh, Montreal kit looks very, very good. And I'd have to say the new Toronto kits with the with the uh, maple leaf inlay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'd I'd say Toronto's looks very good. Okay, so my kit top three, and I love that I just changed the rules of this game because of. Peter just saying three. Um, I'm going to be completely biased here and say that my number one is the Orlando City 2019 kit, which I am sporting fashionably right now. I love that what we did with the jersey because up until now with our purple kits, it's just been kind of a bland purple. We did the stupid collar thing for two years and I hated it. But I like what we did this year. We did this these these arrows. I still haven't exactly seen what they signified. The the back says bring the noise, so I'm seeing them as noise waves. So I love it. They've I they also have been doing this cool patch program this year. I'm showing the camera, even though this is a podcast. Um, that they they're doing this patch program this year. So first 500 people to buy. The new kit got a cool little patch showing the crest, uh, part of the crest on it. They're doing ones for big games like Rivalry Week against Atlanta, which that's not a rivalry, but don't get me started on that. There's the o- home opener, the all-star game, that kind of thing. But it's kind of cool what they're doing this year and says the guy that has a wall full of match day posters. So number two, and I was going to say LA Galaxy, but I'm going to go with these LAFC kits that Peter was talking about because those are cool. That's very original. That's not easy to do, I can imagine. And that is definitely pretty unique. You don't see... Even if it's a white kit, that's the best white kit you'll see in MLS this year. And as one who has a couple of white kits, I think that's a pretty cool white kit. And then number three is this new LA Galaxy kit. It looks a little bit like the LAFC kit, but it definitely has its own flair and its own. It's a little bit more rigid. It's. It's just very original. And as Peter was saying earlier, some of these white kits are being phoned in. It's really bad. So that's my opinions on kits. That's everybody's opinions on kits. Um, I think we're kind of winding down here. But before we go, gentlemen, what does 2019 hold for MLS? Who do you think wins the Supporters' Shield? Who wins MLS Cup? I'm going to I'm going to go through these. Who wins MLS Cup? Who is the Golden Boot winner? And who is the surprise of the season? I'm going to let Jordan start. Oh boy. Uh, supporter Shield. You're gonna hate me for this, but I will say 
New York City FC. Woof. Okay. Uh, Golden Boot winner. I'm going to be a little biased now that we have him for a full season. Rui Diaz. Yes. I think you're wrong, but I'm I'm going to dance to that anyway. So. <laughs> We can't I, I, see you, by the way. I know you can't, but <laughs> I'm letting you know, and I'm letting everybody know. I am dancing to that. What, what was the other one? MLS Cup? MLS Cup or, and... Or, M, MLS Cup and Surprise of the Season. I'm going to say MLS Cup is LAFC. Wow. Wow, okay. And Surprise of the Season... I'll say FC Cincinnati make the playoffs. Ooh. Oh, come on. There's so many teams making the playoffs. It's hardly a surprise. Okay, can I that, ask? That, that's, what, that's why I went with a safe surprise. All can right. I, can I ask a quick question within that? How do you guys feel about that seventh place? Because I have a very unique thought about that. In each I, division. I I don't know if I care. Uh, the fact that they went down to one game eliminations kind of makes it a little weak, in my opinion. But I don't know if I care enough. Like it doesn't. I I would prefer they didn't, but whatever. Like it, I th- I think it's not big enough to make make a fuss about. Okay, Jordan. I I'm not gonna make a huge noise about it, but I'm curious to know what your opinion is. My opinion is that I beg, I plead of Orlando City, please, for the love of God and all that is holy, please don't make the playoffs in the seventh place so that literally everybody says for the entire offseason, oh, the only reason Orlando City finally made the playoffs is because they expanded it. Please make it by getting into the sixth or fifth spot. I beg of you, please. It's for pride or what pride we have left. After last season. So, um, okay, so predictions are done. That rant that has been sitting in my brain since I said let's end this is done. Peter. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to start with the shield, and I think... I think the Red Bulls are going to get the shield this year. Which means they will get MLS Cup. <laughs> uh, so we can just rule that out. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, this might be a homer pick, but I didn't. Oh want wow! To go Sporting with the Kansas City up two nothing. Sorry, Peter. Yeah, you're Start good. again. Um, I think. Uh, I I might I I think I'm gonna go homer with this one. I I think I think. I think Seattle's going to make the the cup, and I think they're going to actually pull it off again. I think this is this is a huge, talented team. I think that they're going to barely miss the shield, and I think the new format is actually going to work incredibly in their favor. And so uh, I was trying to decide if I wanted to do the homer pick for the supporter shield or for MLS Cup. I think the team is built finally to go go at it um, and and actually Flip. make a make a good playoff run. Will they host it? 
Um, I think they will. I think I think they will because I think I think Red Bull is going to do what they do, um, where they're going to have a great regular season and flame out. And I think this the Sounders are going to, if they're not the second supporter shield is second place in this for the supporter shield they'll be the third and it'll be behind a western conference team they beat on the way there uh, my surprise i've been i've been toying around with a couple of these um because uh, i i thought about maybe throwing something in about minnesota but there's nothing that's actually surprising about them like they're a coin flip for making the playoffs they're not going to do anything when they make the playoffs um I think, you know what? You know what I think? Uh, I think Caleb Porter is going to do nothing with the with the crew. I think he's going to take over a talented squad, and oh. I think he is going to be a... Uh, I, I I'm forgot gonna, that even happened. Yep. I am, I'm going to go out and say they're either going to straight up miss the playoffs, because um, I do think the East actually has a pretty decent decent look to them um or else they're gonna sneak in in the last seed and it's just gonna like it, it but it's not gonna be done they're gonna like back into the last seed they're, they will either miss the playoffs or they will back into that last seed because i don't think porter can take over for uh for bear halter god bless greg bear halter that's gonna be yeah that's my surprise i think yeah yep okay uh i think he fought Golden Boot winner. Oh shoot, Golden yes. Boot. Um, God, I would love to see Rui Diaz go out and get it. Uh, I uh, this one, I don't, I don't know about this one. This one's going to be tough. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be somebody in L.A., but I don't know if if anybody on L.A. knows who it's going to be yet. Zlatan knows. Zlatan. Oh, sorry. I mean LAFC. I don't, oh. I don't think. I don't Ooh. think. I don't think Zlatan's gonna get it. I think he might come close. Um, but the other thing I don't know about too is we don't know what the heck is happening with LA Galaxy right now, and that's probably a conversation for a different day. We'll find out what sort of roster rules. If if I could throw a prediction out there real quick, I think. Uh, MLS alters the rules around TAM spending and as a result LA uh, they try to restructure Giovanni DeSantos it doesn't work out um, because they don't need to change the CBA to alter how much TAM money can be spent LA will have enough TAM to buy down uh, Allison Drini uh, into a non-DP position because they'll alter the rules, the the cap saying you can't spend more than fifteen million, uh, or a one point five million on a TAM player. I think really? they'll do that because they can get around the CBA that way. They wouldn't need to have a CBA update to do it, and I think that's how they're going to have it. They will essentially have three DPS or four DPS, but that's how how they're going to get around it. And other teams are going to be pissed, and they'll deal with it, and nothing's going to matter. And someday they will make a movie about it when LA Galaxy win MLS Cup in twenty nineteen. And it will be called Money, Money Kick, Money Ball, and it will star who? Who's going to be in it? David Beckham. <laughs> David Beckham's kids. <laughs> <maybe right there. laughs> who, who who would you tap to play Zlatan in a in a movie? Oh my god, Zlatan. Well, I, that Christian would be Bale. the obvious option. Zlatan will play Zlatan. 
Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yes, that was going to be a second one. <laughs> I would watch the heck out of that, for sure. Oh, man. How do how in the heck do I follow that up? Did you get you got your golden I, boot? I, I, I would like to make an addendum to my surprise, if I can, if I may. Good use of the word, by the way. I will say DC United make the conference finals. Whoa! Wayne Rooney. Yeah. I like it. I like that a lot. That's a good one. I like that. Okay. I think Diego Rossi is going to be my golden boot. Okay. Does does that conclude your predictions? That's all. That's me. That's all me. Okay. Um, for supporters shield, I'm thinking probably. I want to say. I'm going to agree that it's going to be NYCFC because they they seem they seem to be quiet but confident and they're finally Ooh. finding their own. And I'm sad about that, and that hurts me because I don't like them very much. But as far as the MLS Cup winner, I I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but it's going to be Atlanta again, and that hurts me to say even out of my mouth hole because Arthur Black scares the freaking crap out of me. And it's, Pity Martinez. <sighs> Pity Martinez. Martinez coming back hurt me, and it hurts. But yeah, I think it. it, I think they're going to end up repeating, and that's that. But um, and I'll get crap for that on Orlando City Twitter if any of them actually listen. Hi, but that's that. Um, my pre. My golden boot winner, I predict, is going to be Zlatan just because he can. And that's how he'll end his career, I hope. Because if Zlatan keeps playing, then I don't know what world soccer is going to do. If he just I thought he signed playing. a multi-year contract, so I don't know if this will be his last one. How old is he wrong. this year? Isn't he in his like upper 30s? Isn't he like the Tom Brady of L.A.? Can Soccer? you really attribute an age to a god? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our show title. <laughs> there's the show title. I'm writing it down. Um, congratulations, Peter. Thank you. You, you, you win my gratitude. Um, and then prediction, and this is... Zlatan is 37. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he plays until he's 40. I hope Nani does that. I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. I know. Um, <laughs> Nani also doesn't. It's, it's, probably, it's probably what Ronaldo's going to do as well. Bruno, interesting take on that. Ronaldo, it's very interesting. Ronaldo and Nani were inseparable at Manchester United. I think that it's a very real possibility and has already been at least hinted at that Ronaldo is going to end up going to my inner Miami. And that would make the, the Florida Derby 
incredibly interesting when it premieres. Do you need to give me more reasons to hate the hypothetical Miami team? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you another one. Go ahead. I'll give you another. David Beckham, or the fact that they're going to steal the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. I was going to say, and Antoine Griezmann has dropped hints. Oh no! 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 Oh. Don't do that! Don't do that! I don't need that! I don't need that! I don't need that in my life. Next, you're going to tell me Paul Pogba is going to follow him too. Don't do that to me. (laughs) You two can have your own little love fest with Paul Pogba. I think he's going to get absolutely tanked by my number four on Sunday, but that's another story. Anyway. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens Sunday morning. If anybody isn't clear, Sunday morning is the ASB Derby, Liverpool versus Manchester United, and... I think it's basically for all the marbles at this point. Liverpool wins. They win the Premier League for the first time in my lifetime. If they lose, Man City wins, and it's 2014 all over again. No, what, what was that you texted me? What do you mean? You 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 told me that the Premier League will be decided on, on April 20th. That's That's an entirely different game, but I think that this is where... Liverpool gets to decide their side of it. If that if we lose, then it's all in Man City's hands. I love how this literally went from being an MLS podcast to being a Premier League podcast in the span of about 45 seconds. That's because we all have ADHD. Well, there there's other reasons for that on my end, but we'll move on from that. Um Peter, what the heck? What do you think about the Premier League? Uh, ask me when Arsenal is is uh, worth talking about again. Does that hurt you inside? Um, eh. I mean, at this point, I'm just trying to find joy where I can. Uh, I so I basically just watch clips of whatever awesome things Paul Pogba has done the last week. <laughs> it's it's the majority of my uh, uh, EPL watching right now. Next time you're on the pod, and that is going to happen again by my edict, um, you're going to tell your Paul Pogba story. I can do that. That's fine. Excellent. It's um, going to show my nerdiness. but I, No, you're going to have to present spreadsheets that I'm going to put in the show notes. Then oh, perfect. Buddy will know <laughs> you're a nerd. But you're already married, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, now I just got to flout my nerd cred. Yes, you got to strut it strongly. Like Zlatan and his abs. And f- or Ronaldo and his calves. <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm going to finish. Just, just, just put on some swords and hike those, hike those puppies up. <laughs> I'm going to finish with my bold prediction, and this is a little biased, but I'm also running on the high of what has happened over the weekend in the Orlando city invitational and seeing some of the changes happening at Orlando city with Luis Muzi coming in. I think Orlando city is going to make the playoffs in the fifth or sixth spot and shock the world by going to the conference final and losing to Atlanta United. Wow. Okay. I like that. 
<laughs> I think you're wrong, but I like that. I I'll cr- I'm and if that all happens and it's because I said this that that happens and I will be there in Atlanta if that happens, I'm going to cry myself to sleep like I did in 2015 after the 2015 NLCS. Hey, at least uh at least you'll be able to get Chick-fil-A in the stadium. I don't know. That game might be played on Sunday. It, so. it, it'll probably uh, be played on Sunday. So I can get why Chick- even bother. I can get Chick Fil A on Postmates at this point. Shout out to Postmates, please, please, please sponsor, sponsor. us. We don't have Soulmates, but we have Postmates. <laughs> <laughs> the, there you go. You even have a tagline to pitch for them. Sponsor <laughs> us. We've we've built in a tagline for you. Who needs who needs soulmates when you've got postmates? Amen, preacher brother. This has been the ASB podcast, American Soccer Broadcast. I have been Alex Ryder. If you need to talk to me, you can find me at a number of places. I am on Twitter. I just passed fifty thousand tweets. I I don't know if I'm proud of that or not. I'm at ghost underscore writer. Um, you can find me on my blog where I never talk about anything but this podcast, which is tavilo.com. You can find me on Instagram at ghost underscore writer where I post pictures of my dog, stadiums I've been to, and sunsets for my two f- compatriots that are dealing with the frozen things up in the north. And yeah, I'm Alex. I'm I'm I like soccer. What's up, Peter? I'm gonna let you talk about yourself next. Where can the people find all about you? Uh, right now, you can find me on Twitter at Peter of the Otas. Uh, and I don't have anything yet, but uh, there'll be some space. Maybe the next time I uh, I guest on here, um, I've got a, a website that I'm working on that. We'll have some of my writing, and I'll talk about it more then. And I'm not on the gram. Sorry. Have you ever been on the gram? For like three weeks once. That was about it. I I didn't like square photos, and now I feel like I'm too late. (laughs) No, it's not about being too late. It's about now it's owned by Facebook. Well, that's the other problem. When you're owned by a robot, nothing good happens. So, Jordan, Jordan, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter as Preacher Hawk. Talk to me about soccer, any anything soccer. Talk to me about Destiny. I play a lot of Destiny. Um, you can also find me uh, on Instagram and under the same same name. Yeah, I like soccer and video games. This has been ASB Podcast, and we will talk to you soon. Welcome to Season 2 of ASB. Thank you for being with us, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Party on, dudes. Be excellent to each other.